Well, I'm a big believer that fitness needs to fit into your life. It shouldn't run your life. Dizwins Radio, episode 653, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to uh, make you aware once again, or maybe make you aware for the first time, that uh, the book is available. It is for sale. Be ready on raceday.com is the website for all the information about the uh, the book that uh, I, f- I finally got published earlier this year in the in the spring. Uh, Labor of Love took took way longer than it should have, but uh, it is finally here. So if you haven't gotten your copy yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, and if there's a runner on your list, boy, it makes a great a great. Christmas or holiday gift, birthday gift, anniversary gift, whatever, New Year's Day gift, whatever you give gifts for. If there's a, a runner on your list that you're giving gifts to, uh, maybe Be Ready on Race Day might be might be it, might be the book. Uh, if you're not familiar, what, what I try to do with the book and what I think I've done a pretty good job at, at least that's what most people seem to, uh, seem to be saying, is really break down the process of what I do as a coach to create custom training plans for my clients. So, you know, if, if, if you're in a situation where you've outgrown those one size fits all plans, which I, I, I pretty much, my belief is that if you run, you have outgrown a one size fits all training plan. But uh, if you're at the point where you, you don't have room in the budget or maybe the desire to uh, work with a coach, but you don't also want to try to rely on some one size fits all piece of garbage to help you prepare for your next race, the book is is designed to fill that gap. So it gives you everything you need to do to create your own plan, everything that I do when I'm working with with my athletes. And uh, you can you know really just follow it step by step, how to put things together, how to adjust things when life happens, how to how to you know build build up appropriately, how far do you need to run, what kind of workouts should you do. All of those kinds of things are, are in there, uh, the, the, the decision process that I go through, and it gives you the opportunity to make those decisions for yourself and really take control of your training to make sure that when it's, when it's time to line up for your race, you are as prepared as you possibly can to go out there and, and nail it and crush it and have a great race. So if you want to find out more about the book, once again, be ready on raceday.com is the website. You can get some sample chapters there. Uh, and you can also get it. It's available on Amazon. You can get it the print version. You can get it, uh, on your Kindle. So you can get it right now, or you can get it in two days via, via prime. Or if you, uh, you think my signature might be worth something, you can order it off of the website and uh, I'll send you a signed copy and uh, maybe a couple little bonuses in there as well. But be ready on raceday.com for more information or just search uh, Be Ready on Race Day book. I think you can just search even Be Ready on Race Day on Amazon as well, and it should pop right up. Uh, and, and you can, like I said, check it out and get it. And if you've already gotten your copy and read it and haven't left a review yet, head over to Amazon and do that. Those those things definitely help. Uh, there's there's some great reviews on there. I know a few people have, have left reviews saying that they used it for the races and had great races. So that's that's awesome to see as well. That's, that's why I wrote the book. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, be ready on raceday.com. And uh, now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a fellow running coach that uh, I've been connected with on social media for really some time now. And uh, after seeing several of her posts and having uh, you know a handful of, of 280 character conversations at, at, you know, back and forth over the, over the months and over the years, uh, I finally came to my senses and decided that maybe I should just invite her on the show and have a, a proper chat. And uh, so here we are. That's what we're doing today. Uh, one thing that I know she's definitely passionate about and that uh, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm, I'm pretty much a fan of as well is the value of strength training for us as runners and what that does for not only just overall health, but our performance in the sport as well. Uh, and I don't know everything exactly that we'll get to talking about today, but I can pretty much guarantee that there's going to be some strength training uh, conversation at some point. So uh, buckle up, stay tuned, because we're going we're gonna to get there uh, by hook or by crook for sure. Uh, but first and foremost, it's definitely a, a pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Stephanie Zayman to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Stephanie. Really appreciate it and uh, certainly looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the, the pleasure is certainly mine. And guys, if you want to connect with, with Stephanie, um, you, can, you can check out her website uh, and, and join her uh, her newsletter. She sends out a, a very well-done weekly newsletter. Uh, StephanieRuns.com is the is the website. And, uh, you know, 
on the, on the social medias, like I said, that's that's where I've uh, connected with her and, and had the most interaction. Uh, two two handles on Twitter. You can you can pick your poison, follow them both, or, or pick whichever one speaks most to you. But either at Stephanie Runs or at S Runs Fitness. S R U N S F I T N E S S. And Stephanie is spelled just like you would uh, expect. S T E P H A N I E. StephanieRuns.com. Stephanie Runs on Twitter and at S Runs Fitness as well on the Twitters. Uh, and as per usual, I have everything linked up in the show notes. Dizruns.com slash six five three will be your link to get back to the today's episode show notes uh photos links all that good stuff disruns.com slash six five three so stephanie the way we always uh start off each episode of the show is with uh the same very simple question that uh for some folks it's it's a pretty easy question to answer some people it's a a little bit of a head scratcher and kind of have to struggle to to narrow it down but in any event it gives us a great place to start and then and build from as we go it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? My favorite distance to race would be the half marathon. It's enough of a challenge that you can really train for and, and reach your goal, but it's not too much of a training commitment that it takes over your life completely. It's more, I consider it more of a fun distance, but you can still reach a, reach a goal on it. Yeah, certainly. It's it's definitely when you get into those longer distances, it's you know the the time, the time commitment, the number of of miles or, or kilometers, depending on which language you speak, uh, you know it, it's it, it adds up and it can be a, a bit overwhelming. But yeah, if you, once you build that level of fitness, it's pretty easy to stay uh, kind of close to half marathon fitness, and, and you can ramp it up a little bit if you want. And like you said, it's also a great distance to just have some fun, and get out there, and enjoy yourself. Exactly. You could uh, go to a different city, run a half marathon, and you could run a half marathon a lot more often than you could run right. a marathon. Right. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, you go to a different city, then you, you're still feeling well enough to walk around and sightsee and explore and, and play tourists as well, as opposed to just like, all right, I'm going to go sit in a hotel for the next couple of days while my legs have to rest. Exactly. It doesn't take over your life. Right. Right. How'd you, how'd you get into the sport, Stephanie? Is this something that uh, you've, you've always been uh, a runner, you know, kind of the, 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 you know, middle school, elementary school, high school, college runner that, that just kind of kept going with it? Or did you, did you stumble into the sport some other way? No, I absolutely was not a runner growing up. Uh, in fact, my my parents, my mom decided when she was in her 40s that she wanted to get fit, she wanted to get healthy, and she was going to start to run. So she started in her 40s running, and I kind of watched that as a, as a teen, but I was not interested at all. It wasn't until more more so 2008, 2009, that I decided, okay, I, I need to um, take some action. I need to, to work on my fitness. And I just pretty much woke up one morning and decided I'm going to sign up for a learn to run clinic. And that's what I did. And I've been running ever since uh, pretty consistently. Wow. That's, that's quite the, uh, the, the, I'm going to wake up and do type of, of thing. It, I mean, you know, the, the way you see, the way you phrase that, it sounds like that. I mean, it really was just completely out of, out of the blue. There was, there was, was there any seed that had been planted prior to that other than watching, watching your mom and, and the, 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 you know, her, her evolution into the sport or, or was it really just that, that random that, you know what, today I'm going to do this. Well, I knew that I wanted to get healthy and I wanted to have a more healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I guess just looking back and seeing that the way my mom did that was with running, that it just seemed like a natural flow that I should start with running and and kind of grow from there. I did. I I was also engaged at the time. So I I did have a wedding coming up. So obviously that's part of a part of the motivation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I pretty much went full in when I decided that I was going to have a healthy lifestyle and I signed up for a learn to run. And then I also joined some boot camp classes as well. So I was very sore those first couple of months. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of new demands on the body that you weren't, uh, weren't adjusted to and, and accustomed to. And yeah, that's, that's always a good recipe for, uh, you know, having a, a little struggle down the steps for the next couple of days. Exactly. Um, so, so was that, was that process? I mean, like, like you said, you, you, you got into running and into, into boot camp classes right, right away. Um, which, which definitely, like we just said, can, can lead to some soreness and some adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Was it, was it a, a difficult adjustment in that? I mean, w- was there ever any, any question of like, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe there's something else. Like maybe I could, I could swim or I could cycle or I could do something else. Um, or was it always just like, this, this is what I'm definitely going to do in that, in those early stages there. Oh no, I absolutely had some mornings where I woke up and I was lying in bed, completely sore, not sure how I was going to get out of bed thinking, what am I doing? What have I done with my life? But, you know, it, as, as I know now and, and you know as well, it takes time for your body to adapt. So I am looking back. I'm glad that I stuck with it. But I, that was the route that I thought was the best for me at the time. 
probably not the same route I would take now with everything I know, but it, it seemed to, I had to get into it quickly in order for me to be able to stick with it because I needed to see those results right away. Otherwise, I would have never stayed with it. Gotcha, gotcha. With, uh, that, that's an interesting uh phraseology if that's if that's even a word but the, the way you said that, that that with what you know now maybe you wouldn't have done it done it the same way uh what would you do differently you know if if uh you know 10 years ago stephanie knew what uh, what stephanie today knows you know knows now how would you have changed that that process well i'm a big believer that fitness needs to fit into your life it shouldn't run your life mm. and at the time when i was getting into fitness i didn't have kids i didn't have big family commitments i didn't have you know, a stressful job that I had to work around. So I had the time, but I really think now with where I am right now, I would promote a gradual entry into fitness and, and give myself more time for my body to adapt. Yeah, that definitely, definitely makes, makes sense. And, uh, uh, totally agree. You know that that uh, you know you can't you can't just force your way into into running into working out into whatever the case might be. That uh, because if you do, you might be able to stick with it for you know a couple weeks, but eventually you're going to be like it just catches up to you, and and it's easy to then just get rid of it and, and go back to doing nothing. So yeah, de- making it fit definitely is uh, very helpful. It's a recipe for injury too. Like right. looking back, I'm very surprised I didn't get injured. I was running three times a week. I was in boot camp twice a week. I have no clue how I didn't get out of that not being injured with just how much I was putting on my body. So if I, now I would have gone slower to really let my body adapt and to help add more components of, you know, injury prevention as well. Cause I, I didn't really know about that back then either. Right. Right. I would imagine that, uh, being part of the, the learn to run class, uh, probably went a long way to, even though you were doing, like you said, in, in hindsight, maybe doing a bit too much too quickly, probably went a long way to, to preventing you from injury because it, it I'm assuming uh, that it kind of kept you, kept the reins on at least a little bit on the running side of things to not allow you necessarily to do too much because you were following the, the prescription of the class. Absolutely. And that probably saved me a little bit. And I think uh, like I did it at a local running store mm-hmm. and the clinics that these running stores have are extremely accessible and they have really good programs for beginners to be able to follow and to help prevent injuries as well. Right, right. So as, as you got, got into the sport and, and, you know, kind of graduated from, from that class, um, was there, was there, you know, so, all right, so backing up just a little bit, and I don't know if these are the exact details, and you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times those, those begin-to-run classes, you know, whether it's couch to 5K or, like you said, something at, at, a, at a local running store where it's in person, you're working with, with some, some more experienced runners, they, they kind of mm-hmm. end in a, in a 5K. And in, in my limited experience, like I've never done one of those classes or, or done the couch to 5K thing, but from talking to other folks, it kind of seems like you kind of get to whatever that race is and then congratulations, you're a runner, like you're on, you're on your own now. Um, when, when you got to whatever that first race was that, that culminated, you know, that was the, the, the culmination of the, that class, um, was, was there the kind of that letdown of like, what's next? Or was it just like onward and upward to the next thing for you? I definitely had the love for running by the end of that, I guess running three times a week for 12 weeks, will do that. It, it just <laughs> right. starts to feel really good. And it's, you're not having too much demands on your body. So definitely I wanted to take the next step and, and go for more distances. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and so, so you kept going and, and, and building up. What's, what's the, uh, the farthest distance have you, that you've run? Have you gone past the, the half marathon distance? I have run a marathon. I haven't gone past a marathon and I don't know if I will. <laughs> a marathon is a big demand on your body. Mm. And I don't think you even realize when you're training for a marathon, what it's going to be like when you cross that finish line and, and what the demands are. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. It's, uh, it's it's always uh i don't know if fun is quite the wet race saying it but it's it's it is fun for me working with somebody who's running you know preparing for their first marathon because it's there's just something about that first time doing it that you know the the preparation up and everything can go great in in training and and um you know right on schedule and doing doing all the ancillary things in addition to the running the strength training the the yoga the the flexibility work the uh, you know eating sleeping all of the all of those things can go great but it's still there's such an, an unknown of what that first marathon is going to be like that uh, it's it's just always um, I don't know maybe I get a little bit more uh, anxious 
as, as the coach from afar on that first marathon mm-hmm. day because because who knows like it's the first time running that type of distance and it's just it's just a, a who knows what's going to happen on race day type of feeling yeah you plan for the best but you don't know what's going to happen and you don't finish a marathon the same person that you started no, no, no it no. completely changes you and you can't describe that to someone who hasn't run a marathon because you won't fully get it until you until you've crossed that finish line right right and and you know not to take anything away from from other distances because you can make that same and you can make the same argument mm-hmm. um, for somebody who's running their first 5k or their first half marathon or their first 10k mm-hmm. or, or whatever the distance might be that that first time pushing yourself to a new new distance it's it's uh, a powerful and and who knows what it's going to be like experience absolutely so when did the uh the, the coaching bug kind of get uh get uh planted in you as, as you're as you're progressing up and, and falling in love with the sport and, and running more and more when did you decide to uh, maybe uh, do some coaching as well so I became a personal trainer back in 2011 I wanted to, to to give back and to help people how I had been helped I wanted people to realize that uh, a healthy lifestyle is sustainable it is something within your reach and I guess the personal trainer route kind of struck me the most because it added in that strength training mm-hmm. And I, I really am a huge believer in the benefits of strength training. So from, from being in the gym and, and working with, were you working with a lot of clientele that were runners that were coming to you for strength training as well? Or, or were you mo- mostly, you know, folks that were general fitness, maybe a little bit of running here and there, but weren't into it? And, and you know, how did, how did those worlds, I guess, collide as far as from personal trainer to, to actual, you know, running coach and, and working with runners, not ex- not necessarily exclusively, but but certainly in, mm-hmm. in that capacity that you are now. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, first, it started with just kind of I looked at beginners because I knew I could help them. I knew I could get them into to fitness. I knew I could help them reach goals. And it also, I mean, you kind of get into this business because you want to help people, mm-hmm. and it feels good, right? When someone reaches a goal, you also feel good about them reaching their goal. So that's kind of where I started. But I've I've never given up that love of running that I have and through as I was making my own progression with running and I was increasing my distance I started you know working as a a mentor and coach with uh, some team in training runs and helping helping those runners reach goals that they never thought was possible made me realize I really need to be working more with runners because that's kind of where where my heart is that's kind of where I want to be helping people Gotcha, gotcha, um, and uh, you know, kind of on that that coaching front, I, I noticed on on your website and kind of looking, you know, doing a, doing a little research, doing a little digging before we got started here today, that uh, it's it sounds like you really, you know, are, are focused on working with newer runners, be, beginner runners, like you said, you know, at least when you, we kind of got started there, that you realized that was an area where you, know, you could really help out uh, a lot. Um, what draws you to working with the uh, the newer runner crowd as opposed to you know the the more I don't want to say the more serious, but somebody who's maybe going for you know. X number of, of marathons or their Boston qualifier, or they've, they've been in the sport for years and years and years. What, what draws you to the, the folks that are newer to our sport? I like to be able to give them the tools and resources and information to be able to train successfully. The, the newer runners come to you and they have a big goal, but they don't necessarily know how to put the plan together to reach that goal. And they don't quite know what they need to be doing. So to be able to not only help them with that, but to give them the tools so that, you know, maybe next time they can take more on themselves. I, I really, if you go back to the old proverb, you can teach a man to fish or you can give him a fish. Right. I, I really like that teaching and giving people the information and empowering them. And I find that's more so in our newer runner population. Not to say that experienced runners aren't always learning, because even mm-hmm. myself, I'm, I'm always learning. Uh, but I, I, I really gravitate to, to being able to, to teach people and give them the tools. Gotcha, gotcha. Do, do you find, um, in, in whether it's like on social media conversations or in, in person or maybe a little bit of both, uh, where, where newer runners sometimes will say something along the lines of, Oh, I'm not. I'm not good enough to work with a coach yet, or I, I, I'm not fast enough, or things like that. Because it's certainly a, a conversation that I've I've had and, and tried to, to encourage people that maybe as a new runner, maybe there's almost more more of a benefit for having a coach because you can avoid making some of those same foolish mistakes that a lot of us have made at various points along the way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, do, do you have those conversations? And if so, how do you try to, to encourage a new runner to, to not think that they don't have to be a you know quote unquote you know a good runner before they, they consider working with a coach? 
it's an incredibly tough conversation to have because if someone doesn't think that they will benefit or that they see the benefits in having a coach, they don't think they're good enough, then the brain's so powerful that they're going to fulfill that. It's, I look at it more as how can I plant the seeds to showing that there are benefits and slowly and gradually having that conversation to try and change that mindset. Because even if someone who doesn't see the benefit in a coach signs up with a coach, it, it might not be successful in the end. And I don't want to work with anyone where it's not going to be successful. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to get, uh, you know, like you said, somebody who's, who's kind of begrudgingly signs up or doesn't see the value. Because then, then it almost can turn into a self, self-sabotage self type of situation where even if they're making mm-hmm. progress, they're they're looking at the glass half empty and going, yeah, but we didn't didn't do this or whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's not a, a fun situation to be in. Exactly. But it's not an easy conversation to have with people either. No, no, it's, it's certainly not. Because um, I, I don't know about you, but I, I sometimes I almost feel like it, it, you know, when I'm in that, that kind of conversation, it almost feels like I'm starting to get a little slimy and salesy, which is the last thing that I, that I want to do. It's just, you know, there are, there, nobody needs, my opinion, nobody needs a coach, but there's definitely benefit for just about any runner. And I think that um, kind of for the, the newer runner, it, like I said, there's almost more of a benefit because we, you know, you can hopefully learn some things from our experience and not have to learn some lessons the hard way. Uh, you know, when you're working with a, a more experienced coach. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting and difficult conversation, but it's definitely one that I'm, uh, you know, glad that you're having and, and hopefully, uh, you know, more new runners can, can see that there is, is a value there, whether they want to pursue that route or not, it's up to them. Well, absolutely. And I absolutely agree with you there. And, and the last thing I want to do when I'm talking to people either is, is feel salesy or because right. it does feel slimy, right? We're, there's lots of coaches out there, and there, but there's also, I believe, lots of different methods for you to get help, mm-hmm. and coaching might not be your first step as well. That, like We have the clinics at running stores. We have lots of online options as well. So I'm really big at helping people realize what would be the best option for them as well because we've got lots of group runs, group clinics, all of those kind of things. Yeah, certainly, and, and, and there's, you know, the group things – Certainly, there's a big value there with the, the social dynamic and getting making some mm-hmm. new friends and, and getting, building that running support network for you know those days that you're not sure you want to go, but you know so and so is going to meet you at the park at six o'clock in the morning. So by God, you better get your butt out of bed and, and be there because you don't want to leave your friend hanging. That type of thing. Exactly. So with the uh, the, the personal training and, and the love of strength training, um, I mean it's it's a topic that I could probably go on about for uh, a couple of days, and, and I'm, I'm sure you can as well. So I. I Definitely want to make sure we have plenty of time to, to dive into that uh, today a little bit more. But um, just just surface level for for the people that are listening, whether they're they're newer to running, whether they've been running for for years, um, what uh, you know, what have you seen for, from yourself, your own experience, maybe the the experience of the folks that you're working with? Um, you know, what, what what is in in your words, I guess, the the value of strength training for runners? Then we can dive in a bit deeper as we go. So I always like to look back to um, to when people tell you you need to have good posture. And yes, we, we all understand that we need to have good posture, but you can't maintain good posture if you don't have the strength to maintain good posture. And when it comes to running, it's the exact same. If you don't have the strength in order to hold your running form, the further you run, your, your form's going to fail. So if you want to be able to maintain good form and to be able to run the distances you want to run, you need the strength. And that's going to come from strength training. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little fun with you here, Stephanie, and play a little bit of devil's advocate. Um, and maybe this is more of uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago uh, mm-hmm. mindset, but I, I feel like I still, I, every time I think that, that you know, we, we've, you know, the world is caught up and we're, we're in 2018 or 2019 as it's going to be here before too much longer, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I come across some other expert guru, whatever you want to call it, that, that's still uh, kind of preaching the things from, from 30 years ago. So uh, with, that, with that in mind, and certainly not disagreeing with you, but just would love to... to uh, get your absolutely get your answer on this. Um, what about somebody who says, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna build that muscular endurance by running more miles because the, the longer I'm out there running, the more I'm out there running. Obviously, those those muscles that are supporting me, the, the core muscles, the the trunk muscles, the the hips and the glutes and the legs and, and everything, um, I'm gonna be working those while I'm I'm running. So, isn't that all the strength training that I need? And of course, I would disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of hold my hold my tongue a little bit. But yes, when you're you're running, you're going to have some muscular endurance built in as well. But my concern, and coming from my strength training background as well, I look at I don't want to have muscle imbalances. Mm -hmm. And when you're running, 
you know, yes, you can run and build that muscular endurance, but are you working all of your muscles equally? Are you getting everything you can out of just running? And the answer is probably no. Yeah, I, I would I would go so far as to say the answer is emphatically no, but uh, <laughs> um, but but I agree. Yeah, when you're having that conversation, maybe you don't want to completely slam somebody and, and tell them that you're, you're just completely wrong and, and you know, that probably isn't going to be the situation. So, um, mm-hmm. what then? You know, with, with that with that in mind, coming at it from that angle, that you know, all right, yes, you can probably build some endurance. You definitely can build some endurance from running, but you know, doing some of the the other work and working some different muscles is going to be beneficial. What are some of your kind of go to? Uh, strength training exercises that you would would recommend that you do yourself and again you know always putting out the disclaimer that everybody's a little bit different and and you know you need to do what you need to do with some some exercises you may not be able to do because of range of motion limitations things like that but just painting with a with a very broad brush here what are what are some of your uh most preferred strength training exercises for for runners to to add to their repertoire yeah so my biggest thing is when you're doing strength training that you need to work your opposing muscle groups and teaching people kind of what opposing muscle groups are so that they understand why they need to work both of them. And I find for runners, we don't have a lot of time. So telling people to work the opposing muscle groups in the same workout kind of ensures that they're hitting both of them. Uh, some big ones for, for runners that like strength training isn't, it doesn't have to be difficult. It, it can be extremely accessible. Uh, so a couple of them that I, I would really like are uh, single leg deadlifts and squats, which will then work both your, your hamstrings and, and your quads as well as obviously other muscles in your legs as well. But those would be predominantly what they would hit. And, and for those that aren't, that, that don't speak anatomy, that's the front, basically the front of your thigh and the back of your thigh, the quads being the front, the, the hamstrings being the back. So the squats is going to target the, the, the quads a bit more. And then the, the deadlifts mm-hmm. are, are going to, and the single leg deadlift is, is a great one because it, it takes a lot of the stress mm-hmm. off the back, which a lot of people are scared of deadlifts because it can, it can tweak your back. But if you do single mm-hmm. leg, a lot of times it's a lot safer and that's targeting the hamstrings on the back of your legs. And I like it as well because when you're running, you're balancing on one leg Right. as, right. as, you, as you go through that, uh, the running gait. So being able to do strength training in the same motion and, and having just one leg is, is going to benefit your running as well. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and like you said earlier, I mean, that you're, you're, you're targeting a bunch of different things all at once. So it's, it's saving time. So you don't need to spend mm-hmm. days in the gym every week on top of your running. Like you know, a little bit of time goes a long way if you're, if you're hitting the right exercises and really you know, getting the most bang for your buck, if you will, for the, the time you invest in, in strength training. Exactly. And I always tell people that if you're not doing any strength training right now, then it's not realistic to, you know, all of a sudden you're going to do two strength training workouts a week. Mm -hmm. You can start small and after some of your easy runs, you can add in some strength training moves until you've built it up to enough of a workout that you can look at, you know, changing your training plan and and having those strength training workouts. Right, right. Um, Another kind of devil's advocate type of, of question, some things that I've, I've gotten, uh, you know, arguments that I've, I've gotten in the past and I've tried to, to explain them away, but uh, I'd love to always get a different perspective on, on you know, the same type of question and, and a, a different way of maybe wording it that maybe resonates with somebody else more than, than the way that I've said it in the past. Um, what about, you know, uh, instead of doing strength training, so this, is, this would be the devil's advocate argument here, instead of, instead mm-hmm. of doing a lot of strength training, I'll just go run some hill repeats because, you know, that's, that's really hard. And again, maybe that's kind of that 1970s, 1980s kind of mindset where it was like, you don't need, you don't want to bulk up and you don't want to, well, that's maybe a whole nother question too. We'll get to that one in a second. Um, but, <laughs> Loaded but, question. Yeah. But, but I'll just do, I'll just do the hill repeats cause that's really going to work mm-hmm. my strength or maybe even just track repeats, something really hard, some, some good hard intervals, whether it's a hill, whether it's a track, you know, that's, that's going to do the same thing as, as the strength training, right? No, <laughs> no, hard, hard no on that one. Uh, obviously we know hills and speed work is important for your running as well but it it doesn't replace your strength training if you're when when we're looking at strength training for runners i still look at full body strength training when you're running you don't you're using your arms you're using your your chest you're using your back so you need to strength train your whole body in order to become a stronger runner yeah i i I totally agree and and um, I think that's something that, that a lot of, you know, the, the is getting better, I think, but mm-hmm. I, I can remember five, 10 years ago when I was still kind of new to, new to running. Um, but looking at it and there was, it was the strength training was always focused on if, if you saw strength training information, it was always focused on, on the legs and, and maybe the glutes, mm-hmm. things like that, a little bit of core and, and no upper body. Uh, and I remember reading an article somewhere where it was like, you know, 
the reason that you need to, you know, there's like the one voice that was saying you should strengthen your upper body as well was saying that, mm-hmm. you know, how many times do your, do your feet hit the, hit the ground during a race? Well, that's the same number of times that your arms are swinging back and forth. So like, if you don't have any mm-hmm. strength and stability in your upper, upper, upper back and chest, um, you, you, you know, talk about being imbalanced. Like that's, that's a problem. So I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear you, you say that, uh, upper body strengthening is important because it's easy to overlook, but it's, it's vital. And just for overall health and just daily activities, lifting things up, picking up your kids, moving boxes, whatever, carrying the groceries. Exactly. Like a little strength isn't, isn't a bad thing. In one of, um, the courses I took, uh, several years ago, the trainer put up pictures of uh, celebrity women that had run marathons and took pictures of them close to the finish line. And you could see the ones that weren't doing strength training because they were hunched forward. They had had completely lost their form. And the way to help with that is obviously adding in those strength training for muscles other than just your legs because we really use our full bodies to run. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a full body activity. And uh, another question that uh, I, I didn't, I, I can't believe I hadn't thought of this one already, but I you know kind of stumbled into it there, asking or devil's advocating the the last one. Uh, but what about the whole argument of, well, you know, I'm I'm a runner, so I don't I don't want to bulk up. I don't want to get you know, and, and I get this both from from men and women. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's it's a universal fear I think of of runners. I don't want to add too much muscle mass, so I'm, I'm afraid to start doing strength training. Where's, where, where, where is that argument going wrong in, in, uh, in everybody's expertise, expert opinion that, that has studied it and, and personal trainers and, and strength coaches and things like that? Where has where that uh, gone off the, off the rails? Realistically, you're not going to build bulk as a, as a runner adding in strength training. That's just something that it, it's not going to happen. You're not going to the gym like a bodybuilder and just lifting weights all day. You're doing functional strength training moves that are going to assist and aid in your running. It's it's not going to bulk you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's that's exactly exactly the case. And and you know I I, I sort of can can get it, especially if you don't have any type of background in, in strength training that you just like like that would be a fear because if you want to get mm-hmm. bigger, you know if you're if you're a bodybuilder, you lift weights. That's what you do. But uh, mm-hmm. you know just like if you wanted to train for the hundred meter dash versus a hundred mile ultra marathon, there's a, there's a little bit of nuance in how you would train for those things. Same thing in the in the weight room in the in the gym, like, or just at home in your home gym, whatever. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. even need to go to the gym, but you know, if you want to be Mister Miss Miss Universe, there's one way of lifting weights. If you want to be a good runner, a functionally fit human being, there's another way that you can do strength training. And uh, yeah, you, you don't you don't turn into uh, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger by accident. Like that that is focused no. years of, of training to get there. You're not gonna you know a couple times a week. You're not gonna end up like that. Exactly. And then I like to go over, you know, the difference between muscular endurance and muscular power to kind of help explain that even further. Because really, if you're a distance runner, you're focusing more on, on muscular endurance, not to say that we're not using muscular power as well, but it's more so muscular endurance for, for most runners. Certainly. Could, could we un- unpack that a bit more? What, what is that, that difference for those that, that aren't... Uh aren't as well versed in the the terminology that uh, gets thrown around in, in, uh, you know, the trainer circles once in a while. Oh, absolutely. So muscular endurance is, you know, think of, think of it like training your muscles to run a long distance race We're we're focusing on them to be able to hold that strength for a longer period of time. Whereas muscular power would be more so your quick explosive movements. So think of it as if we're going to put it into running terms, the difference between a sprinter and a marathoner their muscle makeup is going to be different because they need their muscles to do different things for their sports. So, so when you're working with somebody who is say a a half marathoner, um, you know, you focusing on, on muscular endurance a bit more, um, again, kind of maybe for, for asking the question with, if I, if I didn't know any better, how, how do you target or how do you create the, uh, the, the program? How do you, you know, how do you make sure that, that that's what we're focusing on when we're, doing the strength training or, you know, when you're in the gym or you're at home or whatever it is to, to kind of target more of the endurance side of things, the muscular endurance than, than the power of the explosiveness. Yeah. So we're going to look at, at the different weights that you're going to use and the different number of, re- of reps. Usually when you're doing endurance, it's going to be more reps. We want to train the muscle to be able to continue to lift, um, or do that exercise in good form with that amount of uh, weight for a longer number of reps, mm-hmm. but you still want to be able to complete each rep in good form. Right. Once you, once your form fails and this is with any strength training, you need to stop. You don't keep going and, and keep doing it in, in bad form, which sometimes when you're at the gym, you see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just uh, a few times I've seen that where it's like, Oh, 
you know, oh man, like put the, put that bar down. Like you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself, or, or you're gonna tear mm-hmm. something. Which neither of which is what we want to achieve here. Exactly. So, um, Stephanie, when it when it uh, you know kind of zoom in, zoom in maybe back a, a, away from the strength training thing. Although I could I could keep talking about it for days, but I I don't want to get too many people that are just zoning out because they've heard me talk about strength training before, and and here we are talking about it again, and and they're either already doing it or they're they're not going to. Um, Can but, you ever talk about strength training too much, though? I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm always talking about it and that I'm just I feel like a broken record talking about all the benefits of strength training. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's, it's something that uh, I, I always trying to look for ways to encourage more folks to, to get on board. And, and uh, you know, every once in a while, I think that maybe maybe, like I said earlier, the, the message has gotten through. And then, you know, there's somebody that uh, you talk to that's like, man, I've never, I've never really done strength training before. I've been running for 15 years. And it's like, all right, well, let's uh, let's let's maybe try to correct that. But uh, mm-hmm. um but we kind of shifted back a bit more to, to more of, of your running side of, of things. Um, you know, you, you, like you said, you, you've done one marathon, um, you know, and, and, and I'm not trying to say by any stretch of the imagination that anybody needs to do certain distances or whatever. You, you do what you need mm-hmm. to do, what, what you enjoy, what works for you. Um, do, do you race regularly now? Because, I, again, kind of tying a couple different ends of the conversation together here, you said that, you know, these days you got a bit more going on, a bit more on your plate than you did when you first got into running. Um, how, how, how often are you racing or is running more of a, you know, that, that Zen thing that you do, that, that time for yourself, the, the mental health benefits, the, the fitness benefits, but, you know, is racing a, pro- I don't know, priority is the right way of saying it, but is, is racing mm-hmm. something you do a, a, a fair bit? So I absolutely do enjoy racing. Uh, right now I'm currently six months pregnant. Oh, well, so congratulations. running, running, thank you. Running is not on the, the forefront right now. There's actually been a lot of really interesting research done about um, running and the pelvic floor and being pregnant. So I'm following those kind of emerging studies with regards to running. So I've had to completely shift my whole workout routine to incorporate my pregnancy because I do want to stay healthy and and fit and active, but I don't want to do it and cause further injury or cause any, any harm to my body, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I'm, and this is my, my third. So as I've started running, I've, I've had these gaps you know, this is my third time having mm-hmm. the gaps for, for being pregnant. So I'm, I'm very good at, uh, building my base up again and, uh, and racing this one, this one should absolutely be my, my last child. So I look forward to the comeback kind of from this and, and building up again and being able to race more consistently. Ideally, I would probably like to be racing anywhere from two to four times a year. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I really do enjoy getting out there and racing and, and being able to cross that finish line. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and of those two to four where they, they tend to mostly be half marathons or do you, do you like to mix it up with some of the, uh, the shorter stuff as well? Uh, no, I like to mix it up with the shorter stuff as well. And I like to mix it up with, uh, with trail running as well. Mm. Now that, um, that my mom is in, in her sixties, she's realized that her age group in trail running lets her place every time. <laughs> so, so sometimes she'll just sign us both up for a race and, and, I love that as well because then we get. Uh, I find trail racing has more of a family component where you just sit and you chat and you race, and mm-hmm. then there's good food after. So I, I kind of like mixing it up. Yeah, the the, the trails are something that uh, I've I've dipped my toe in a few times, and, and uh, certainly looking forward to uh, every every opportunity I get to to get out on the trails because it's it's. And I've said this before. It's not. It's not trying to slam on on road running, but it, it's it's very mm-hmm. much different. Uh, just the vibe, obviously the races, you know, running on a trail is, is quite a bit different than running on the roads. Um, but it's, it's, it's a fun time being out there and, and being kind of in, in nature a bit as, as opposed to being on uh, pound and pavement and a little bit easier on the body. And yeah, if, if it's a smaller field, better chance to place. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. So, uh, you, you mentioned, um, with, with the pregnancy thing and, and I, I know this can be, this can get a little bit controversial and not certainly not trying to, to go down that route. Um, <laughs> But yeah, obviously, and you know, kind of going the same disclaimer as as with uh, the strength training stuff. Everybody's different, and talk to your doctor, and every every woman, mm-hmm. every pregnancy, all all of those disclaimers out there that every every situation is unique. Um, mm-hmm. But with with some of the, the newer studies that you're talking about, can, can we get into that a little bit? What what are what, I'm assuming that the, the 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 research that you've looked at is kind of saying maybe you shouldn't run as much. So, uh, and I know that there's plenty of women listening that have ran all the way through their pregnancy and had no mm-hmm. issues, healthy babies, healthy healthy you know postpartum and and, and all that. But uh, what is some of the, the newer research that you're talking that, that you've uh, read and, and seen and, and uh, about maybe not doing as much running while pregnant? Yeah, so probably one of the most uh, surprising studies that uh, that I read recently was that the the new recommendations for running after giving birth are to not 
run for six months mm. after giving birth. Now, I obviously, I believe in an individual approach and what the guidelines are the guidelines, but what works for you works for you. Right. So the, the best thing that I could recommend is to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist. They are specialists in the pelvic floor and have extra training for pregnancy so that you are able to be assessed to see what is safe for you to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big, big believer in kind of prehabbing instead of rehabbing. And pregnancy is kind of one of the best examples of where you can prehab and it can help you rehab in the end. You, you'll recover quicker right. and better uh, just just by putting in that a little bit of work up, up front. But I also believe in treating uh, pregnancy just like you would treat a marathon. You have, you know, you've got 40 weeks, you've got a long time to prepare, but absolutely you do need to prepare your body for pregnancy or for labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. So use that time to stay healthy and active. So if, if you're if you're not running as much right now, what, what are you doing to, to kind of prepare yourself for uh, you know, what's, what's to come a, a few months farther down the road. Yeah. So cardio wise, uh, was, I switched to walking, mm. uh, just with, with running the, the research studies that, that I'm following and, and going with, which again, isn't right for everyone disclaimer. Cause mm-hmm. you, like you said, it is a heated topic. Uh, the, the extra weight from the baby and the placenta and pregnancy on your pelvic floor can cause, um, incontinence. It can cause leaking and those can, can cause prolapse and other mm-hmm. serious issues. And for me, it's just, it's not worth the risk uh, to put all that pressure on my pelvic floor. So I'm going to follow my physiotherapist's recommendation mm-hmm. and kind of switch over to walking. But then uh, right back to strength training, I'm, you know, yesterday I was in the gym doing heavy lifting and, and people look at you because you've got a big <laughs> pregnant belly and, and here you are uh, squatting. <laughs> with uh, dumbbells, but absolutely you can use, you can use movement to help prepare because even once you, once you give birth and you have a baby, you've got to lift the baby. You've got Mm -hmm. the car, car seats weigh, you know, 20 to 30 pounds. You have to prepare for all of that. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, we, we've got a four year old. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you, you don't think about, and, and just, you know, talk about going back to muscular endurance and stuff like that. You know, how, you know, it's, it's one thing to pick, pick your baby up. Uh, and then mm-hmm. as, as the baby grows, obviously, but then, you know, sometimes you end up holding that, that, uh, that little thing for, uh, a, a good bit of time, uh, you know, where, where it's like, God, like my arms are killing me, not because she's, she's too heavy, but because I've been holding her for three hours, because if I go to move, she's going to wake up and start screaming and we don't want that to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, gosh, I mean, the, the, so many, so many things in, in, uh, you know, just about coaching and, and strength training and, and all of the, the things we talked about today have been interesting and I had no idea we we're going to go down the, the pregnancy route and that's that's what I <laughs> what I love about kind of keeping things loosey-goosey is you never know what might come up and, and where we can go from from there but mm-hmm. um, you know as, as we're getting kind of, of close to, to wrapping wrapping this thing up Stephanie um, well, one thing I mentioned in, in the intro and, and I, I know I saw it on the website is is the newsletter that you're doing once a week kind of writing a, a almost like a blog post I think if, if, if I'm going to kind of read between the lines here is, mm-hmm. is what the newsletter ends up looking like uh, how long have you been doing that? I've been doing it, uh, I'd have to look back at my dates, but probably almost a year now. I just, I aim to provide actual, actionable, I can't speak today, information uh, to help with your training. I love answering questions there as well. I try to go with a, a topic each week and to be able to answer the topic and and go deeper into it. But to be able, going back to what I said before, I like to be able to give people the tools to help their own training as well. And I kind of see my newsletter as, as a way I can help people do that. Gotcha, gotcha. So if people want to get uh, get get on that train, uh, just on the website, right, is the best place to get signed up? Oh, absolutely. I, I also have a link on my uh, Twitter as well. All right. So uh, uh, stephanieruns.com, once again, is, is the link there. You can get, or the, the link to the website, you can get signed up in uh, S runs fitness on Twitter to get that, to get that link. If you're so uh, inclined, you know, if you, if you want to get some more good, actionable running information, uh, which, you know, there's, there's enough, there's enough kind of uh, questionable information out there. So get a, get a little bit of more good stuff in, in your, in your inbox. 
uh, would be a great place to do that. So, Stephanie, uh, this will be the final question, I, I promise. I know I've kind of teased it here a couple of times, but uh, the way I like to, to wrap things up is with uh, something I call a philosophical question, which uh, for some folks can sound a little bit scary. And it's certainly not meant to be uh, a scary question, but just kind of uh, a fancy way of saying a very open-ended question that you can take it and answer it any direction you want, long answer, short answer, medium-sized answer. We've had certainly had them all uh, over the course of uh, the, the years that I've been asking these questions. But um, we'd just be, be curious, you know, in, in the, the decade or so that you've been running from that, that day you woke up and decided, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up for this class and, and – and get going and, and, and try it out and, and see if I can be like my mom who, who did this thing as well um, to where mm-hmm. we are to where we are today. Uh, I'd just be curious to, to, to find out uh, and maybe there's mo- probably there's, there's several ways, but uh, what's, what's one or two ways that you can really look at and go, wow, you know, running has really changed me because X, whether it's a lesson learned, whether it's uh, relationships that you've formed that you would have never gotten into if you hadn't started into the running community uh, whatever it is, can, can you point to a couple of things that, that have definitely changed in your life because of running that, uh, you know, if you hadn't woken up with that crazy idea 10 years ago and, and joined the, the learn to run class that who knows how things would have played out, but maybe would have never come to fruition like they are today. I think it's definitely community getting into running. I never expected to make the connections or make the friendships that I have running has brought me so much in terms of, of the people I've been connected to and, you know, just the opportunities that I've, I've had, I've been able to go and run in different cities. It's, it's not often that I start a race and I don't know someone who's there. Mm. I've gone to several race uh, starting lines myself and I always manage to find someone I know. And I think that's the best thing about running. You're never really alone. You're always with someone, even if you are running alone because of the community. Yeah, I certainly certainly agree that the community is is second to none. It's it's uh, you know just just love being a part of it. And yeah, when you whenever you can, especially you know, I know that you work a lot online, and, and I do as well. Mm-hmm. When you can bring those online relationships into into the flesh at a race or something like that, is it's really a pretty special moment. Oh, it's the best feeling. It really, it really truly is. So, uh, guys, once again, stephanieruns.com is the website at stephanieruns or at srunsfitness on the Twitter. And uh, once again, disruns.com slash 653 is the link to get back to the show notes today to get to get those uh, those connection points with Stephanie or, or anything else we talked about today. We'll have it all all there outlined, uh, easy to easy to read in the show notes. So disruns.com slash 653. Uh, Stephanie, thank you uh, for taking the time today. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, I knew we were going to get into the, the strength training world a bit, and uh, hopefully we didn't lose too many people there because, uh, like I said, sometimes people get uh, sick of hearing about it, but it, it is something that we can't talk about enough. So thank you for uh, encouraging me to keep talking. You keep doing the same thing, uh, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward, and, and hopefully we can stay in touch. And who knows, maybe do this again at some point, or maybe maybe we'll meet each, each other up at a, at a race at some point and uh, share a few miles together as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Stephanie and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something from our conversation today that resonated slash rattled slash stuck in your mind a little bit uh, that you kept thinking about it, even as the conversation continued along to different different routes, different topics? Uh, what is that thing that you're going to keep going back to from this episode once I finish my ramble here and, and things wrap up for, for episode 653. For me, it, it uh, probably is no surprise that the big takeaway here is just the value of strength training and, and how important it is in all areas of our of our life, not just our, our running life, um, but just being healthy and fit as human beings is a good thing. And that requires some strength training, some resistance training. And as, as we talked about, as I talked about with Stephanie, as I've talked about with, with several other people as, as well, uh, you know, as far as personal trainers and coaches and, and, and just, you know, just runners in general that have been around for, for a while and running for, for, you know, many moons, uh, the value of strength training for us as runners is, is substantial. There's a lot of benefit to it for our performance, uh, both for, you know, just improved performance. And like Stephanie talked about the, the muscular endurance to make sure that you're still feeling strong towards the end of the races, but also just for injury prevention and, you know, just for, for being healthy in, in day to day life for picking up the kids or lifting the groceries or moving furniture, whatever it is, it helps to have a little bit of muscle strength. And, you know, as, as we talked about, as I floated out there, some devil's advocate ideas, just to, just to restress and, and reiterate, you know, it's not like you're going to pack on all kinds of, of muscle mass by doing some simple strength training exercises on a consistent basis. Uh, that's, that's not, 
physiologically, that's not how things happen. And, you know, with what we do as runners, we're, we're not going to, uh, pack on, you know, super, super human amounts of size. You know, you're not going to end up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or the incredible Hulk or something like that, because you do 20 minutes of strength training a few times a week. Okay. So, you know, if, if, if that's, what's holding your back, get that, get that out of your mind and, and, you know, find a way to make it happen. I know it's not easy. I know it doesn't happen by accident. And if I'm honest, I know that I I fall short of my strength training goals more often than I than I nail them. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm being slightly hypocritical here when I say that you need to be doing all the strength training because I don't do all the strength training that I know I should do, and maybe you're in that boat as well. So you know, as as we're moving towards the the new year, at least as this show gets out, gets released, we got just about a month until we roll the calendar over till to 2019. Um, it's something maybe to, to start working on now you know, start working on today, whatever today is. It could be, it could be June of 2019. It could be 2020 by now. Who knows? But when you're listening to this, start now. Don't wait until the new year. Don't wait until the next training cycle. Don't wait until it's more convenient and life calms down to find a way to make strength training a part of your routine. It's important. And as runners and just as, as people that are concerned about our health, we need to, to work towards making a consistent effort to get that strength training in, even if it's, you know, a plank here and some squats there and, and, you know, some push ups here, um, you know, a little bit is better than nothing. And even if you don't have a more substantial program, and if you're, if you're in search of a more substantial program or a consistent program to follow, stay tuned. There's some things that are, are cooking. They're on the back burner right now, but they'll be moved to the forefront when we get into the start of the new year. And, and we'll have, we'll have some strength training resources, some, some updated ones, some, some, uh, colossal ones available coming soon. But uh, for now, just do your best. Do, do your best to get started. Do your best to start down that path towards incorporating some strength training into your running training, into your, your regular routine. And you're not going to see the results tomorrow. You're not going to see them next week, but you will see the results. They do come. They do come. Just like that first time you went running, you know, you didn't, you weren't all of a sudden marathon ready the next day, but you started, you started and you started making that progress and building that momentum. And it's the same thing with your strength training. And um, again, I'm, I'm saying this and, and going on about this and harping on this as much for my benefit and, and, uh, to get through my own thick skull to, to make myself get a little bit more proactive about my strength training as maybe I am for you. So join me in making strength training a part of our regular routine starting now, not waiting, not waiting until it's more convenient, not waiting until the new year, but start today, just something little, a baby step and let that build and let those, those benefits of strength training bleed over into your running as well. So that was my takeaway slash pep talk for, for myself and maybe for you as well. But what about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know on the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, shoot me a, a message, tag me in your story, uh, at Diz runs email. You can send me an email, disruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for this episode for links and contact information for Stephanie. And, uh, you can leave your comments in the, and your thoughts and your feedbacks in the comment section at the bottom of the post disruns.com slash six, five, three. We'll take you right there. And, uh, all of the links are there, including the link to uh, get yourself a book. Be ready on race day. The, the, the website is a uh, part of my, my webpage as well. Be ready on race day.com. I'll direct you to that page, but you can also get to it from the navigation bar on the website. So you can check all, check that out order yourself a copy, get a copy for somebody else that, uh, that you know, that might, uh, benefit from it for Christmas and, uh, or, or again, whatever holidays that you celebrate, whatever gift giving opportunities present themselves, be ready on race day makes a great, a great book for any runner on your list. Uh, although I am admittedly a little bit biased in saying that, but, uh, you can, you can find out what other people think about the book by heading over to Amazon and looking at the reviews there. And if you haven't left a review yet, please consider doing so. If you've read the book would mean a lot. But uh, anyway, at this point, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one as always. If you did, go ahead and hit the share button and, and post it somewhere. Post it on Facebook. Post it on Twitter. Let other people know that you enjoy the podcast because it helps to uh, expand the, the reach. And uh, as I've said before, the, the farther we, we reach, the more, the more ears that find the show, the more opportunities start to come my way, which means the more opportunities come your way uh, with different giveaways and partnerships and relationships. And we got, got some things cooking, I think for uh, 2019 already looking forward to it. Got some, got some opportunities uh, for myself and to, to share those with you guys as well. So thank you for all you do to help, help grow the empire. Diz runs empire. We are taking over one, one city at a time or one, one set of ear, one set of earbuds at a time, if nothing else. But uh, thanks. Thanks for all you do guys. Really appreciate you. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Take care guys.